welcome to the You in Progress podcast with your girls, Gabriella and Michelle. Thanks so much for listening. And remember to follow us on Instagram at the You in Progress podcast to share your badass story. Hashtag You in Progress. All right, let's get into it. Hey, everybody. It's Michelle. It is a Thursday night, so happy Friday, Junior. And it is just me tonight. Um, Gabrielle and I haven't even seen each other in so long. I have certainly been doing um, a lot of my own venture of personal development, but also living life and, and dealing with all the waves that come. Uh, Gabriela has been living her life, doing, of course, all the inner work every day, choosing happy, living her best life, which is why I love her to death and I can't wait to see her soon. But I'm really excited to just come on here today. I know it's been a minute more than that, but we've come on here and create content. So whoever is listening, thank you for the patience if there was any that was solicited. Um, But alas, I'm here and I'm excited to kind of talk about what I have recently implemented into my life. I candidly had a 30 minute episode recorded right before this. Well, not right before this, but a couple of weeks ago. But upon listening to it and really knowing what message I'm hoping to convey today, it didn't really resonate with, with my vision. And so here I am. I'm breaking this down into two separate episodes, one tonight and hopefully one tomorrow, latest Saturday, um, which is going to be May, I can tell you, May 6th. <laughs> and so today I'm going to be talking about, again, something that I have deeply tried to introduce into my life again, and maybe not again, but really hold true as a core value of mine, because it has definitely shown up in my life many times, even though I never really identified it as these two words. Um, Before going into those two words, I wanted to give the, of course, the the courtesy, the shout out, the really originator of where these two words came from, which is Catherine Zenkina. I know I talk about her a lot. Um, If you are a Manifestation Babe fan, so am I. I love her because she just does such an eloquent and amazing job of articulating just manifestation and law of attraction and just does a phenomenal job of breaking it down and watering it down to really be understood. It certainly resonates with me, which is what I hope to accomplish with anyone listening tonight or any, any night, any podcast. But alas, two words that I've deeply learned from her on either one of her courses or her podcasts is seek discomfort, okay? Seek discomfort. So when we think about seeking discomfort, at least for me and my perspective, and I apologize in advance because a lot of this is going to be my perspective. And with that said, actually reminding myself, I want to preface that I am by no means an expert. I am not, I'm still, I have a lot of learning to do. I am still in a very, um, just a learning space. I'm a forever student and I don't think that what I'm saying is the truth. I don't think anything, I don't think there ever is going to be one only truth. And that's certainly not how I believe this podcast to be. But I, thinking about seek discomfort, at least for the first time in my life, I remember thinking, huh, like, yeah, like I feel like everybody at some point has to go outside of their comfort zone, right? And even at times I remember thinking, no, that's why it's called the comfort zone. (laughs) I don't want to leave it. Um, But I think everyone to some capacity can agree that if you want something in life, you have to challenge yourself, be consistent, all that, you know, XYZ stuff. And so for me, what it meant in the past was, you know, or how I kind of resonated with it was, damn, like, 
that's kind of obvious. Like it's not really, yeah, obviously seek discomfort, like, you know, get out of your comfort zone. But if I, when I took a step back and listened more to not only her examples, um, but just re like looking at conversations I've had with friends, family, with different lenses, with the way that I started to understand seeking discomfort, it definitely redefined those two words for me in my life, which I promise I'll get into. I know this is long-winded, but one, wanted to first talk about how the definition of this started to transpire for me. When we think about seeking discomfort, at least in my life, I really started to think about all the times in my life where I was forced to be uncomfortable. And that is, and what I mean by that is like unwilling, like I was very much uncomfortable, but I had no choice but to be uncomfortable, which, you know, that can be applied to obviously like so many things, unfortunately, so many negative and just devastating things. But it then reminded me of something I used to say a lot in high school is also is a Kelly Clarkson song of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And that was the root of my epiphany when I thought about seeking discomfort. Um, I'm sure, I, oh gosh, I was about to quote the author, the originator of the quote, but it's not coming to mind and I'm not going to Google it. But when we think about, you know, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger, I applied that to the moments in my life where I was just forced to be uncomfortable. And at a very young age, um, I don't know how young, maybe like 18. Yeah, it's pretty young. That was like a young age for me. I remember knowing and trusting, having this true, like unparalleled inner knowing that even though those moments in my life, the tragedy, the pain, the discomfort was incredibly uncomfortable, I knew for a fact that that pain was my biggest asset. I knew that I wouldn't have been the person that I I am now or I was then without those experiences. So it is the, the pain. It is the discomfort that makes you stronger. It is what makes you wiser. The pain itself, you know, is not, is not in vain. It's something that molds you and builds character and makes the heart rich. Right. And so that again, just realizing that, from the pain, from the discomfort, there was growth. And even though I wasn't grateful for those experiences, and of course, some days wish that it hadn't happened, right? As I'm sure all of us have those experiences in life. I know that I rose up from the discomfort and became this new version of myself that exists because because of it. And that draws a lot of, you know, parallel to your highest self. I wanted to take a quick pause because I know that Gabriella and I talk about this a lot of highest self, highest self, right? Um, Many definitions of your highest self will come up. I certainly have a lot of definitions for highest self, but highest self to me is defined by choosing your highest self. Like... (laughs) Oh my gosh. Choosing, um, basically choosing your, oh God, here I am now in like a a predicament. 
like choosing the best version of you, choosing like what feels right in your heart, choosing what is authentic to you, choosing love and not hate, right? That's your highest self. And so without getting too into the weeds of it, it is because of those the pain and those moments that you learn from that allows you to choose differently and live differently so that you're able to be your highest or your best self. I think that's a better way to describe it, best self. Okay, so the reason why I have a lot of passion behind this, um, again, I think I identified it as a, like younger as like pain is your greatest asset, pain is your greatest asset. I actually have a tattoo on my rib that says, don't let the pain destroy you. That was the first tattoo I got, by the way. Um, and I, you know, with Catherine saying, you know, seek discomfort, to me, they have the same meanings. I'm very passionate about this because I can say, yes, at 18, that's something I knew to be true, you know, overcoming or what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But making peace with knowing that uncomfortable situations are going to happen and knowing that I will overcome them is a hundred thousand percent how I have manifested this life, manifested so many beautiful honestly manifested my dream life i truly believe you know life is not perfect life is of course going to come with ups and downs but it has given me this entirely new perspective to look at my life with brand new eyes and that is why i want to share this with you guys today right um i have a couple of examples um that hopefully resonate i i thought of a like a lot actually so i'm hoping that one of them at least is in line with what you are thinking or how this might apply. But for me, I often think about my first job. Okay. Um, or actually, no, let's go, let's go even like even more backwards. I remember being 16 years old and I was put into this box. I've talked about this a million times of wanting to become a nurse. And well, no, not wanting, not wanting to become a nurse, being put in this box of fear that nursing was my only career. And I remember like just so distinctly being in college and like once I it dawned on me I don't want to be a nurse I was so uncomfortable so uncomfortable that I did I did not stop the courses I stayed in those biology classes I stayed doing volunteer work I volunteered at a hospital like throughout like high school just to you know get the quote-unquote experience but when I mustered up the courage, when I seeked the discomfort to not only tell myself and accept, or I'll, I'll tell you honestly, or put in my application to withdraw from biology and enroll into a communications major, I, I felt like a, a part of my identity was lost. I was so uncomfortable, but I, looking back, right? Because of course, everything's always nice and dandy in retrospect, but looking back, I am so incredibly grateful that I did that. I'm so incredibly grateful that I seeked the discomfort 
to go after communications. I love my job now. I feel fucking smart now. I feel, you know, in biology, I never felt fucking smart. I was like, I don't get this. I don't like this. But now I'm in a fulfilling career that I love to do. I love feeling like I, like, uh, like I have my own business. I love communicating with people. I love learning about interpersonal skills. And it has brought me a way more fruitful, st- uh, mentally stable, and still a financially enabling career, again, that I love. And so from a career level, and I'm going to get into the skill set in a second, I am so grateful that I did that. And on the flip side of that, I talk about this sometimes, but I come from a, I want to say like a conservative, not conservative, but how do I say this? Growing up, I did grow, uh, grow up in an Asian household but we weren't the typical Asian family, right? It was more of like, uh, you know, we were outspoken. We definitely talked a lot, um, even though there was, you know, a couple things that we needed to work on as a family. But I remember never feeling confident to speak up. That's just not how I was conditioned. I was overcorrected a lot. And so because of that, I have always had a little bit of an insecurity or confidence speaking up or like challenging people or having confrontation, like it's something that completely dysregulated my nervous system. You know, in addition to the trauma that I experienced, I just, it just having, it just speaking directly was always a challenge for me. Now in sales, I work in sales currently at a software company. That is imperative to have challenging um, leads, like being able to cold call, being able to have difficult conversations. And so on a micro level, so I'm talking about like every day, like consistently, like not just big decisions like your college major. I, until now, have to seek discomfort every single day when I'm on a call with a a lead or a potential customer who is one, either giving me a lot of crap or giving me just, you know, a bunch of BS. I have to be able to sit there and challenge, challenge, respectfully challenge them. And so I will say this honestly, when I started my sales career, of course, like at a younger age, that's something I never did. Over time, as I started to catch myself when I was scared, even, even when I was scared, even when I was scared to speak up, if there was a moment where I could catch myself feeling uncomfortable or insecure, I would as best to my as best as I can turn on the switch and just go for it just seek the discomfort just be uncomfortable because I wasn't I wasn't gonna learn unless I put myself out there I was so uncomfortable I have been yelled at by many customers because of this but you know what years later and I'm still still learning I'm still trying to do my job better I know for a fact that I can handle conflict and speak the truth even if my voice shakes right and that's 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 living authentically to me I want to make sure I have time for everything. And I know I'm at like 14 minutes now, so I'm going to speed it up. Um, A couple other examples is um, just like high level examples, friendships, right? When we're thinking about the friends and people that we have in our lives, like I I can't even tell you how many times I didn't want to cut cut people off because I was so uncomfortable with, you know, their feelings. I, I was uncomfortable. I didn't want to hurt their feelings. I didn't want confrontation, but I... I mean, there isn't a, a person or a friend in my life, even though I, I wish everyone the best. I don't, 
there's not I, I truly believe everyone that is no longer in my life is not meant to be and I feel lighter happier and I don't have to worry about you know keeping a facade or maintaining ingenuine friendships when we're talking about facing feelings right so kind of going on a deeper level here I you know if you have ever gone through something growing up and if you have ever you know had to face solutions on your own and, and grow up really fast yeah you're going to be an extremely hard and tough and just strong person you know and the caveat to that is sometimes you don't allow yourself the capacity when you grow up really fast to understand regulate and feel your feelings so a lot of the discomfort especially you know speaking with friends and family that comes with now being an adult and facing your feelings that is terrifying that is absolutely terrifying but it's I think understanding your feelings and I, I won't even like start the tangent here because I'm very like feel your feelings like all that good stuff but without feeling your feelings you will repeat the same life over and over and over again you the your perspective on current situations will always be on the lens of the past because those feelings have never been processed they have never been you know brought up understood or unpacked and so that's another area of seeking discomfort for me. Um, and I guess like I wanted to go and talk about relationships and, and like just other past experiences of mine, but I'm also learning too. It's not, this is not certainly not always the case, but typically when you're seeking discomfort, usually the right choice is the one that makes you the most uncomfortable. I really don't mean that. That's not like an all like a use case for everything. Like, you know, learn how to say no, please have your boundaries, know your know yourself well enough to set boundaries and feel what's right to you always. But you you know, right? Like when you don't want to go to the gym, right? That's me right now, which is why I'm doing this podcast. But I will go, I promise, after this. If you don't want to go to the gym, you're like uncomfortable. It's like, yeah, you should probably go to the gym, right? Like it, this is all with moderation, of course. But right, it's like if you don't want to have that conversation with someone like who means a lot to you, you probably should have that conversation. And same thing, if you don't want to speak up, you probably should speak up, uh, if it, especially if it means advocating for yourself. Um, I now talking about relationships and I've talked about this a lot, but when Michael, my partner and I took some time apart, I remember really, really not wanting to take time apart from him because I was terrified. I did not want to lose him. And I told the universe and God, I was like, I really, really, really don't want to lose this. I really, I'm so uncomfortable. Like I, I, I just want to make it work. Like maybe we don't need time apart, right? And I'm sure we have all been there with someone, anyone, whether that's a friend or a loved one or someone that you love or have feelings for. And for me, loving or sorry, not loving, but the decision that I did not want to do, which was take time apart and just like, if we don't get back together, like just letting go of that resistance just made me, one, it was painful. Like, <laughs> like that was extremely painful. But in the end, one, I'm so grateful that Michael and I always found our way back to each other. He's the love of my life. But I am so grateful that I seeked that discomfort and I chose the decision that was the hardest because somehow, some way, that time 
was the most fruitful or just had the biggest impact on a relationship. And now we are years in strong. My second and last example before going into practices that may help with this is, you know, a couple of years ago, I took the leap and I studied abroad in Thailand for six months. I think I think about this experience often because it's one of the things that catalyzed my spiritual journey. And I can't I can't even tell you how how hard, how on like the, I think if I think about my life so far without, you know, thinking about other um, two in-depth examples, I think this is like the definition of discomfort for me. And all of my best friends know every like all of my best friends and family know how difficult it was for me for to be away in an entirely new world where I was forced to be alone with myself and ask myself like, okay, girl, like what's going on? What's hurting you? What's like, because when you're around, sorry, a different tangent, but if you're around your friends, your best friends and your family all the time, you don't have, especially at a young age, right? You don't always have the chance to be alone with yourself. And I think that's what made me the most uncomfortable was just being alone with myself. But guess what? Those six months, I made it out. I cannot even imagine my life had I not lived six months in Thailand and experienced that lifestyle, that culture, the humility, the just the weather, everything, the sights. But also because of that experience, it truly allowed me to begin the journey inwards. And I owe so much, just so much of for to that journey. And so again, like... I think more than anything, if I could scream anything on the rooftops, rooftops, it would be to seek discomfort, whether that's on a micro level of everyday decisions like going to the gym or speaking up or big decisions of, you know, following your, your authentic self. I know how scary it is. I know oh, I don't know how scary it is to open a business, but the list goes on and on. Right. There's just so many things that that could go wrong. But when we think about the things that could go wrong, those are the things that keep us in the box that we're tired of living in. So with that, kind of going into practices here, and wow, this episode is longer than I thought, guys. So thank you, whoever's listening, thank you. Um, when I talk about practices, I always love talking or just sharing long-term practices that you can apply to help build one. I, I personally think seeking discomfort has to have a level of confidence. So I'm going to be talking about that. But also, of course, just like some of the internal practices that you can take take to help seek discomfort as well. One, when you are having moments of just discomfort, when you are when you know you don't want to do something, if you just I, I know I say this like almost every time, like during any practice share, but if you can find one second, just one moment to catch yourself when you're uncomfortable. If you could just, if you, again, if you have the, the time, the space, if you're, you're like, if you're alone, especially ask yourself, why are you uncomfortable? What is the risk if you go after it? What's the risk if you do it? But more importantly, what's the risk if you don't? What if this opportunity, this opportunity that makes you uncomfortable is the opportunity that you've been waiting for, Right. Because the universe, I'm telling y'all, I really, again, one thing, I, a core value, the universe is always giving you what you want. It's just wrapped differently. Like that, uh, that quote from uh, Bruce Almighty, you know, uh, does God give you patience or does God give you the obstacles and the lessons that give you patience? 
right? Like if you ask God, you know, um, for for happiness, like it's it's delivered in so many different ways, even though it's not delivered the way that you expected it to be. Second, and also, I'm sorry, Kobe, my French bulldog is snoring it away, so I hope it's <laughs> too distracting. My second one, list all the things that you do really well. And be honest with yourself, put like, it's fine, just write down the note, hide it away so no one sees it. But seriously, list all the things that you do really well. Tell yourself that what you're good at, what do you like to do? From there, honestly, like, again, I know I said this first, but correct those thoughts. Remind yourself of that list when you are having those doubts. I'm good at this. It is going to take rewiring of the brain, reminding yourself, I am good at this and I can do this. And I've overcome something like this before. This is not bigger than me. And if, the, if it doesn't kill me, it makes me stronger, right? Write down these things. And you know by now, if you've been listening, I'm a big list person. Second thing, or oh my God, what I don't know what number this is. My favorite thing to do, uh, okay, this is the last thing. <laughs> my favorite thing to do that always gets the endorphins up, like the, this is always gets, like gets me the quickest to my best slash highest self. I always like, it's similar to meditation, but it's solely visual, visualization. Choose one of your favorite songs, one a song that gets you like that high. I, it doesn't matter what it is, like just that high. Like it makes you like feel like that best self. It makes you feel like you have that a million dollars. makes you feel like you're in love. And while listening to that song, hopefully alone, get into a meditative state and envision your life as if it's already yours. What does this person feel like? What is this person doing extremely well? What is this person doing that I'm not doing right now? And then the hardest part, and it's just definitely, again, it comes with practice, ending that visual visualization with that inner knowing that it's already yours, but you have to take the first step. Right. So it's a bit of a trust, trusting that one, you are worthy of it, that it's already yours, but it's not going to happen if you don't do something because you are worthy of it. You are worthy of pouring into yourself. You are worthy of being brave and going after things. And that is the hardest part. But visualization always, always, I just, I highly recommend it, especially with your favorite song. Like, come on. Like, it's just, such a feel good. I, I relate it to dancing by yourself to your favorite song, right? It just really picks up the mood. It makes you feel happy. I am very proud. I feel like I talked a lot more than I thought I was going to, and I'm really excited to kind of talk about the other side of the coin tomorrow or Saturday. But just to wrap things up for you guys in a summary, ultimately, if you don't leave your comfort zone, you will naturally have the same life over and over and over again. A lot of quotes say this, like old keys don't open new doors. The way I, I say it, and I've said it before, is you can't expect to have a different experience with the lens of the past, right? So you must have the willingness to look at things differently. And I guess just to end this, ugh, end this off, guys, one, Everyone in this lifetime is conditioned to believe something about themselves that is not true. I saw this quote today that says, you are not, um, how do I say this? I forgot the quote. <laughs> um, I think it was like, you are not taught to love. You were born to love. 
what you were taught, what you have to learn is unlearning and relearning what love is. Oh my God, I totally butchered that. I'm so sorry. But essentially what I'm saying is we have to accept that the truth or the programming that we've had isn't, the, it doesn't have to be the truth for the rest of our lives. I have learned just from my experience, you know, and again, I've only given you five, I think, but just from so many of the deep and just the deep wounds, but also the highest of the highs that I've had, I know, and I think the willingness or the unwillingness, right, of being in discomfort for all of the things that I am now, for the version of me that I am now. And so I love you. I want you to know that this is, it, it's one step at a time, day by day, you got this. And hopefully after this episode, you start to seek discomfort. Thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you later. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. We hope this gave you a sprinkle of inspiration with a few laughs. Remember to follow us on Instagram at the You in Progress podcast to share your thoughts and feedback. Hashtag You in Progress. And remember, you got this. See you next time.